Hello, this is a mini-episode of Color Decoded. I'm Erin Ann from the Community Library of DeWitt and Jamesville in Central New York. This is a short spotlight on subjects related to the full episodes. Today I want to talk about two cool color tools, the Art Education for the Blind's Guidelines for Describing Art, and 3D Models of Art. Both of these tools help make art more accessible. Art Beyond Sight has published Art Education for the Blind's 16 Guidelines for Verbal Description of Artwork. When I write descriptions of art for the episodes of Color Decoded, I try to follow these guidelines as much as possible. The guidelines are 1. Standard Information This is the title, artist, medium, time period, all the standard information that would be provided in a description of a piece of art. Two. General overview, subject, form, and color. A description of the art in total presented in a systematic way so that it is easy to understand. Three, orient the viewer with directions. A rule for describing specific elements within a work, often positions on a clock face can be used as many blind people are familiar with these cardinal orientations. For example, when describing a face, the mouth would be at six o'clock. Four, describe the importance of the technique or medium. If the medium is important to the understanding of the piece, describe it, perhaps cultural significance and or techniques used to create the work. In describing Laura Stisser's acrylic piece in episode two, I mentioned its similarities to the recent acrylic pour style of creating abstract pieces by pouring acrylic paint onto canvases. Five, focus on the style. Point out any features that indicate a work is from a particular school, movement, or style of art. Laura Stisser's piece does not show the cells common in some acrylic pore pieces, and so it is not a member of that style. 6. Use specific words. Defining art terms and not using metaphorical language is important in conveying very clear descriptions to the audience. 7. Provide vivid details. Use objective language so that the audience can draw their own conclusions and focus on parts of the work as well as the work as a whole. Eight, indicate where the curators have installed a work. Placement of a piece of work is important to defining the setting and context for the piece. Meaning of a piece and its relationships to other pieces can be conveyed by placement in a gallery building or room. Nine, refer to other senses as analogs for vision. Experiences with touch or hearing can be used to convey additional information to the audience. I described the texture of Laura Stisser's acrylic piece to make it plain that the texture of the piece was on the smoother side, instead of a rough texture. 10. Explain intangible concepts with analogies. According to the guidelines, certain kinds of visual phenomena, such as shadows or clouds, may be difficult to describe objectively, especially for people with no visual memory. I used the analogy of rain being blown onto a window to describe the flow of paint on Miss Stisser's canvas, assuming that rain, wind, and windows are universal concepts. 11. Encourage understanding through reenactment. Many people learn by doing. This can be useful for understanding the positions of figures in a piece. If you describe how a person might have to move their body to be in a similar position to a figure in a piece of art, the audience might understand it better. 12. Provide information on the historical and social context. 13. Incorporate sound in creative ways. Sound can be useful to create similar feelings of the experience of looking at art. 
It can also provide a soundscape that mimics that of the place a piece of art exists or existed. Guidelines 14 through 16 are all about experiencing art through touch. 14. Allow people to touch artworks. You can get important information about how a piece of art was constructed and possibly the subjects of the work by touching it. 15. Alternative touchable materials. These can be provided if an artwork cannot be touched directly, which is often the case. You can have examples of what the art is made out of and also examples of tools that were used to make art. These are both very informative. 16. Tactile illustrations of artworks. These are essentially relief images of artworks that provide information on subjects, their placement in relation to each other, and other important information such as scale and style. That's all the guidelines, but this brings me to 3D models and 3D printing. 3D models can be printed to help people understand art better. There are several free databases of 3D models on the internet. The one I use most often is Thingiverse. I did a search for tactile art on Thingiverse. The first result is an origami carabiner, a little off the mark. The second is a portrait sculpture in the round of Alexander the Great. This would be very useful not only in the study of this particular work, but also for history students or sculpture students. Down the list is a 3D model of a bronze vessel found in the tomb of Fu Hao, which is missing most of its intricate relief carvings, but would be good for explaining the basic shapes, uses, and construction of the piece. Some other collections of 3D models include TurboSquid.com, that has a few models of classical sculptures, among other items, GrabCAD.com, which has a simplified version of the Parthenon with relief sections of the roof carvings and tapered columns as well, and PinShape.com, which has the model of a light cube with four small versions of famous paintings in relief, which the user is meant to shine a light through. The thinner relief sections show brighter than the thicker ones because more light is getting through the thinner sections. The paintings included are square sections of Girl with a Pearl Earring by Vermeer, the Mona Lisa by Da Vinci, the Pfeiffer by Manet, and a Souvenir by Godward. I encourage you to do a search for 3D models of artwork and send me a voice memo on this podcast's anchor.fm site telling me about the coolest one you found. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, we have a full-length episode. We will be featuring Mary Vertigan's piece, Crow in the Snow. Look forward to the next episode next week. Bye! also provide a soundscape that mimics that of the place of peace oh boy this is this is a hard one too many peace